disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 60 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. Thank you guys for joining me again this week. Episode 60, man, 60 episodes of Dragon Ball Super. It's crazy to think. It's been a, it's been a long journey. Uh, there's still a lot more stuff to come, but at least we seem to have gotten into an area now, a position where we... I can see that the general consensus is that most people seem to be enjoying this part of the arc. Uh, obviously, you guys have been giving you, me your feedback. You've been saying nothing but positive things about this part of the show. Uh, the few friends of mine that I have and, and few listeners that I have that know that I know watch the Japanese dub have been saying the same thing as well. That this is some of the best stuff that we'll get, but it also will apparently get better. So that's uh, definitely exciting to know. Um, I host two other podcasts for anybody out there who still hasn't checked them out. <laughs> uh, one was called Geekly Dose, where we talked about everything geek, and it was also Republic City Report, which was the Legend of Korra podcast. Myriad of other projects. Um, I haven't really talked about Tim Bridgewater Geek in a while, but that's obviously a Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. Also, YouTube.com slash Tim Bridgewater Geek. Uh, there hasn't been many updates regarding those. I'm sure the few of you who, who have liked uh, the Rock the Dragon Facebook page, as well as Tim Bridgewater Geek, probably notice at this point, I probably update the Rock the Dragon page more than than any of them. <laughs> well, that's just because that's what I'm doing every week and I'm always active in it and I get the most feedback from this. So this is kind of what's getting the majority of my uh, attention. But anyone who's liked the other page, I want to thank you for liking the page. And at some point we will get things moving again, but I am sort of working on uh, creating more Dragon Ball related content, maybe sort of I'm working on something. I know I've been talking about doing the commentary tracks for both uh, Dragon Ball Evolution as well as History of Trunks. Those are still coming. Once again, I know I've been talking about those since episode 50 <laughs> of the podcast, but I'm trying to, with, without giving anything away, I'm trying to sort of time the releases of those with certain other ideas that I have so that it can hopefully kind of come out uh, under the best sort of circumstances and hopefully you guys will really enjoy it and love it and etc. Uh, best thing you can do is keep listening to keep updated on that as well as head over to facebook.com slash rock the dragon podcast. Uh, I've gotten a couple new likes over there and I've gotten a few new people that have reached out just either by making a post on the page or sending me a message or sending me an email or just commenting on a post. Welcome to you guys. Um, yeah, definitely a couple people that came in within the last week. So welcome, welcome, welcome glad to have you on board it's always nice to know that uh there's still new people coming in and that you guys are still enjoying the show as always i appreciate you and i appreciate all the positivity that you that you give and send my way uh if anybody is interested in doing that even further it's been a while since i've gotten a review on itunes uh been a couple months so if anybody is new coming along and you just happen to want to take a moment to share that that positivity uh, leave me a review on iTunes. It's been a while. I kind of miss reading those. So if you get a chance, head over there and leave me a review on iTunes. Of course, you can always message me on Facebook. Send me an email for our email segment called What Are You Saying? And that's where I take your emails and read your questions, comments, and just try to answer them as best as of my ability. Uh, obviously, I don't know everything. 
So a lot of the stuff I kind of talk about on here is my opinion. And sometimes I say shit that's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't maybe it may not be wrong, but I may sometimes I do misremember things because it's kind of hard to remember stuff. But I think I think you guys get it now. I haven't had anyone really kind of say anything about that kind of stuff really lately. I think you kind of get where I'm coming from here in terms of just. I just kind of come on here and talk, you know, I'm just kind of like a fan like you guys, kind of like having a conversation with you about the episodes. Um, it's, you know, instead of kind of coming on here as, as some sort of a Dragon Ball, like, you know, overlord who knows everything. That's definitely not me. It's definitely not my style. This is a conversational sort of a podcast. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me for over 60 episodes for this conversation, which obviously this is episode 60, but we did have a few bonus episodes. There was obviously an episode zero for anyone who may have missed that one. And that's why I talked about Dragon Ball Z for over two hours or something like that. <laughs> or maybe almost two hours. Um, you can go back and listen to that if you just want to hear me kind of break down my thoughts on Dragon Ball Z as a whole. And then we also had a couple bonus episodes in terms of Halloween and I think Christmas and stuff like that. But this is officially episode 60. Um, so I just want to take a moment to thank you guys for that. Every 10 episodes or so, I feel like I try to come on here and say something just let you know that hey we made it another 10 episodes and i uh, couldn't do it without you guys so thanks so much and uh here's to another 10 episodes right okay so i think we're gonna go ahead and jump over to the email segment for the week uh once again what are you saying send me an email at rock the dragon podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything like that first email i'm going to read here is from michael um now this is not the same Michael that I hear from somewhat regularly on the podcast so I'm going to call you you actually list this email as Mike at the end so I'll just call you Mike and when we get the other (laughs) when we get the other Michael I'll call you Michael and if I get a third Michael that writes in then we'll just kind of figure it out as we go along but for now we'll just call you Mike Mike thanks so much um this is obviously your first time writing in and I always love to hear from new people so keep it up uh, Michael writes or Mike writes, Tim, just wanted to send you a message. Love the podcast. I've been looking for a good Dragon Ball Super podcast and yours is the best I've found. Keep up the good work. I just finished episode and will watch 59 soon. OK, I think you left. I just I just finished episode 58 and we'll watch 59 soon. Not sure if it was answered, but I'm wondering why no one brings up the earrings that Goku Black and Zamasu wear. Maybe that's how Goku Black is formed. The earrings look a lot like the fusion earrings, and they mentioned them briefly when Zamasu and the Supreme Kai, I can't remember his name, traveled to the one planet to watch how the race has progressed. Just a theory and curious what you think. Keep up the great work, Mike. Mike, thank you so much. Uh, You know, I've almost lost track at this point of how many people that have written in just to tell me that my podcast is the best podcast they found on Dragon Ball Super. Uh, That is obviously a huge compliment because I don't know if anyone else does it by themselves. I know that there's other podcasts out there, but uh, as far as I know, um, I may be the only one who just comes on here and just talks by himself, and you guys still seem to enjoy that. <laughs> so it's not easy to do, so it's always nice to know it's being appreciated. Thank you so much for uh, for saying that. So, okay, um, so you're, are you asking why no one like brings up the earrings in terms of uh, Beerus and Goku and, and that group? Uh, because yeah, like you said, they did actually kind of talk about that, but it was more so Goasu, right? The current Supreme Kai of Universe 10, uh, the one that Zamasu is sort of 
training under, well, the one he was training under before he got obliterated. <laughs> Hopefully you've watched that episode by now, and I'm not spoiling that for you. Um, but yeah, so they, it hasn't, the, the earrings haven't really been talked about much outside of that conversation, right? Um, I guess that is a little bit strange because I remember when, um, so when Beerus and Whis saw Goku Black, their minds kind of went directly toward the energy that they felt as well as the time ring, right? A lot of emphasis on the time ring, not as much emphasis on the earrings, unless I'm forgetting, which it's, you know, I talk about these, <laughs> this show every week, so it gets hard to remember everything. Sometimes I just forget shit. But yeah, I don't think they mention that. Um, maybe it's because, well, let's see. So far, they've only seen, it's, you know, everyone outside of Goku and Vegeta and Trunks at this point, uh, none of them have seen future Zamasu, right? Uh, Beerus and Whis saw Goku Black whenever he went to Trunks's, uh, went to the current main timeline. And uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, maybe to them, there was nothing strange about him wearing one earring. Uh, so maybe it just didn't stand out enough because really uh, all that's required to go back in time, right, is a time ring as well as one of the earrings. I believe if you're not a Supreme Kai, that is. Um, so I don't, I don't know. It could be one of those things where they just kind of like overlooked it or didn't feel like it was important to kind of bring mention to it. Of course, uh, there's a who knows how much mythology there is surrounding these earrings. But we know for a fact that, it, it, yes, if you have both and you put them on opposite ears with two people, that causes fusion. But then if you put them on the same ear with two people, then that just allows you to be able to travel through time if you're not a Supreme Kai, if you don't have the rank of Supreme Kai, if I'm remembering that correctly. So it does kind of seem like something that they would have drawn attention to had they realized it. But I mean, I guess not. I mean, and the only people that probably would have even known that would have been Beerus or Whis, right? So I guess that kind of explains why no one else has said anything about it, because there's no reason to think that they would have known that that had anything to do with that and who knows maybe maybe they just thought maybe it was a style choice <laughs> it was a fashion choice of some some sort who knows uh but whether or not it actually somehow you know kind of feeds into the origin of goku black and how he's created or formed well we do learn a little bit about that this episode but we'll talk more about that in a minute but it could tie into that somehow who knows? Honestly, after this episode, I find it very hard to even speculate about anything because I feel like and I, this is something I've talked about a thousand times on this podcast is that the Dragon Ball world is a world to where they can just make up whatever the fuck they want to make up whenever they feel like doing it. <laughs> and you just kind of have to buy into it and accept it. Right. But we'll talk more into the, We'll talk more about that as we get into the episode talk a little bit later. Uh so, yeah, I think uh, th who knows? There's just any number of reasons why they're not focusing more on that. Maybe they didn't notice. Uh, maybe they felt it was more important to talk about the time ring or something like that. Mike, I hope that was some kind of a decent answer for you there. Uh, as always, feel free to email me anytime. I have one more message here. Quick one from Evan over on Facebook. Evan, always good to hear from you. Evan writes. Hi, Tim. Quick note on this week's DBS. When Boma gives Trunks his new jacket, she says it's just like the first time she saw him, but surely this is not the same coat from DBZ. Not only is the new coat blue instead of purple, just like his hair, but it appears to be a few inches longer as well. Just wanted to call this out since I know it's a topic that you frequently discuss. Evan, uh, 
let's see. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not the same coat. And I don't. I think. I think what she says is that uh, I ordered you a new coat, right? I think that's like what she says. So I, I didn't get the impression that she was implying that it was the same coat from DBZ. But she does. She does say it reminds me of the first time that I saw you, which. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you on that. It shouldn't because it doesn't even look like the same coat. I mean, yeah, it's definitely longer, but that's not, I mean, it's, it's essentially the same coat that he was wearing when, when he first came back, right? Like in Dragon Ball Super, when he came back, not in Z. Uh, so I think it's the same as that one, but is it different from the one from DBZ? Absolutely. Uh, and you said it's, it's blue instead of purple. Well, I've always kind of, uh, view that coat as being blue you're talking about the one that he wore in dragon ball z i don't know that jacket's always kind of looked more blue to me than purple i mean i guess it's kind of a bluish purple there's just so many <sighs> you i think you'd be a lot of you guys would be surprised at how many uh inconsistencies there are just in the total history of dragon ball z <laughs> and there are channels out there on youtube completely devoted to picking out all that kind of shit and not just don't have the patience for that but there's obviously a lot of color consistencies and inconsistencies and stuff like that so like to some people it's purple some people it's blue some people it's bluish purple i mean his hair has the the shading on his hair has kind of changed every now and then i think in the I don't, there's just so many different like things right but yeah i think your main point here is that she says it reminds me of the first time i saw you when it doesn't even look like the same coat yeah i agree <laughs> I mean, it's just another one of those Dragon Ball things that just kind of doesn't really make any sense. So, because I mean, you know, I if we, we you know, I've been a big proponent of, uh, or opponent, I should say, of uh, him having purple hair. And I just, I fucking hate that. <sighs> blue hair, blue hair. See, now I'm getting all confused. <laughs> I hate the fact that he has blue hair. You know, I've never been a big fan of that, but they've just kind of pretended like it's always been there. So I don't even know. I mean, I feel like I'm getting to a point now to where I, it doesn't even make sense to to pick on things like that, because they obviously just kind of said a big we don't give a fuck because they changed his hair out of nowhere for no reason with no explanation. So I don't know. This could be another one of those things. All right. Evan, thanks for writing in. At this point, I think we're going to switch over to the episode talk for this week. Of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 60, is going to cover episode 60 of Dragon Ball Super, titled Into the Future Again, Goku Black's True Identity Revealed. Ooh, okay. Well, we've all been like looking forward to this moment, right? Those of us who don't watch the, <laughs> the, the sub, uh... We don't really get that. I mean, I, I can just kind of jump ahead and say that right now. We don't necessarily get his. We don't really. They don't tell us his actual identity like it. We learn a little bit at the very the last 15 seconds of the episode and then it ends. OK, so we can just go ahead and not even make a big deal about that until we get to that point. And we'll talk more about that. But it, just to get that out the way, it's not like we get some big deep seated revel, you know, revolution of re revelation. God, I need to take a nap. Uh, revelation about his identity or anything like that and I guess it stands to reason we'll get that on episode 61 but I guess I guess we'll see so this episode begins uh, so if you recall from episode 59 you know there was sort of this 
we were sort of left with Future Trunks having this concern that things in his timeline would not have changed at all because that is the way that they set this show up to work in timelines in the past. And this is something I've talked about several times. You know, this was a main concern of mine. I was saying from the second all of this began <laughs> is that, well, I don't understand why the things that are happening in the current timeline are, have somehow influenced Future Trunks' timeline when that stuff would have never happened the same way because Goku would have been dead, yada, 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 and they were sort of uh, giving us the impression that what was happening in the current timeline in terms of Goku meeting Zamasu and kind of sparring with him for a minute and pissing him off and all that kind of stuff is what led to him creating Goku Black and all of that. But that's also Future Trunks' timeline, a timeline of which Goku would have been dead before any of that would have happened, right? So it seems like this the show is starting to get to a point to where they're starting to feel like they need to explain this stuff themselves because we get a lot of sort of um, a lot of sort of exposition here that kind of just breaks down, you know, the time travel and the way that it works and or at least the way that Trunks thought it worked. Right. Which is kind of the same thing as us as the audience. Right. Because they've always told us in the past that, um, you know, when Trunks came back before and uh, the androids were defeated and Cell was defeated, he went back home and nothing had changed. But now Lord Beerus is saying, because I'm a deity, when I do something, it goes across all universes and all timelines. So Trunks is sort of skeptical of that, as he should be, as well as us as the audience, because it hasn't worked that way in the past. So, you know, it's almost like, you know, he's speaking for the audience at this point and saying, well, I'm not this is not the way it worked out before. Right. So. Uh, so he's basically saying, well, you know, I. I have to go back. I have to go back and check myself. I have to see myself that is <laughs> that it's different now. And Beerus, you know, is kind of like throwing a tantrum because he's saying, hey, I'm a god. And, uh, you know, why is no one believing what I'm telling him? But they do a pretty good job of kind of explaining why he doesn't believe it right away. Right. Because he's it's never worked that way in the past. So why would it work that way now? So it's the reason he'd be a little bit more concerned. So he's saying, I want to go back home. But before they decide to do that. For, I don't know, for some reason, they throw in a dinner scene, which seems kind of out of place. I don't really understand the point of it. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I guess it just provides an opportunity for the conversation with Little Trunks to happen. But I don't necessarily see why that couldn't have just happened earlier. Um, you know, like, why did they have to have dinner and then, you know, do a jump ahead to nighttime? But I guess maybe they're just kind of trying to flesh out the concerns a little bit more here because we do get a little bit of concern from Vegeta. And then we find out that Goku is going to go with uh, Trunks this time again. They reassure us that this time he will bring Sensu beans with him, which I guess is important because of what happens later on. Uh, and then we just kind of go out and then they're kind of getting ready to leave once again. Now, this is where things kind of start to get interesting because we get sort of a... Uh, an idea that's kind of thrown out there by Little Trunks where he's saying, you know, why does no one believe Beerus? I mean, he's a god. He's, he just told us that everything's fine. Why would you want to go back and check? Uh, 
no one's going to kill our mom, yada, yada, yada. Mai's going to be alive. You know, he's, he's being a kid, but he's expressing like a genuine concern. And it just gives the writers an opportunity to, I guess, kind of break some of this stuff down for people who may not remember what happened or the way that it functioned. But, um, you know, they kind of try to do sort of an explanation of time travel and, and the way it works and, and at least the way it's always worked for Trunks as far as he has been aware. Now, one thing that they mention is that, you know, if what Beerus is saying is true, uh, that him destroying Zamasu in the present eradicates Zamasu in the future and all the other timelines and universes or whatever, that if that's true, then why am I here right now? I shouldn't be here because without Zamasu, there is no Goku Black. If there is no Goku Black, there is no future trunks getting to a time machine going back to the past. So they're saying that, well, none of that should have happened. So something must be wrong, right? Though I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I guess I could see why they would say it like that, but I don't, I, I never really viewed it that way. I didn't view it in the, I mean, obviously I didn't view it this way at all, but since they're throwing out this whole <laughs> new idea of because a destroyer god is the one who did it, that it somehow changes the way time travel and the effects of time travel have always worked all of a sudden, then I started to view it as, okay, if he kills Zamasu in the present, that doesn't necessarily undo everything that he did in the future. It's just that it would get rid of future Zamasu, right? I mean, once it, I mean, I knew that it wouldn't go down like that because then the story would just stop. But if I was thinking about this kind of critically and just saying, okay, well, how would this potentially play out? Well, it would be that he got rid of Zamasu in the present. So there is no future Zamasu, but that doesn't mean that everything that he did is just gone. Right. Like maybe he would go back to his world and it would still be destroyed, but there would just be no Zamasu anymore. I mean, that's the way I kind of viewed it. So but they're saying with this theory is that, well, no, none of this stuff would have happened. Right. So it's getting really confusing <laughs> as time travel tends to do. And it's you know, it's not always my favorite sort of uh, thing to 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 get involved in when it comes to fiction, but cause it's always kind of hard to explain and they're trying to explain it here, but then there's just so many different sort of scenarios and everything. And future trunks himself even says it in the episode. He says time, this will be confusing. Time travel always is. And it's like, yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> it, it, it typically is. Uh, and I usually am not a big fan of storylines that revolve around it. Cause it's always, it's, I feel like it's too easy to just kind of, you know, find plot holes and stuff like that but uh but so so what he what he basically does here is just kind of re-explains the way things have worked for him up until this point in terms of what he what he understands about the way time travel works and he's kind of reminding they're kind of reminding the audience by having him explain it to little trunks which is which i like i like all of their interactions with one another i mean it just kind of float up into the sky they're looking at some pretty good looking background. I mean, the, you know, that city looks really great <laughs> at night. I noticed we've been getting a lot more nighttime sort of scenes in Dragon Ball Super. Uh, I don't recall getting much nighttime stuff in Dragon Ball Z. You know, I mean, there's never any fighting at night in this world. For some reason, it seems like villains only want to attack during the daytime. But at least we do get some nighttime stuff that just kind of gives us something new to look at. And who knows? That might be the entire reason why they decided to include all this dinner stuff 
<laughs> you know. But so he's just kind of explaining to listen to little trunks about you know we're we're the you know we're the same person technically we have this biologically we're the same, but we're we're not the same person because uh, you grew up in a different timeline. When I came back, I created a new timeline. One where the future wasn't the same as the one that he came from, but it didn't affect his timeline. These are things that we as Dragon Ball Z fans pretty much already know. And for examples, you know, to kind of throw out, he talks about the androids and he talks about, uh, you know, how he didn't grow up with Vegeta and, and he only seen his face in pictures and only heard stories about him and, and everything like that. So, uh, <laughs> and then... Little Trunk said something along the lines of, uh, but that's not the way it works. I mean, like it should change immediately, right? The future should change immediately if something changes in the present, because that's what movies have always done. And he's right about that. I mean, it just depends on what movies you've watched, right? Like there, I talked about this before, you know, when they first kind of jumped back into this time travel stuff. Uh, so there are just different, there's just different theories on time travel. There's like the butterfly effect sort of theory. And then there's one like the one that Trunks is talking about where it just creates a separate timeline and doesn't change anything in the future of that other timeline. But it brings the question is that remember earlier on in this arc where, you know, we spent five minutes explaining this sort of butterfly effect theory, which so far has not been proven in this world, which makes me wonder why he's even talking about it, because even we find out later on that. Zamasu and Goku Black are still in the future, so clearly Beerus was wrong, and that just kind of says that Whis was wrong too about his theory that he had. But it's kind of hard to talk about because we don't know what's going to happen yet, right? They could all—they could always find a way to kind of spin it back around and say, "Well, no, it is this because of this," and this is why sometimes this kind of stuff is hard to talk about <laughs> in Dragon Ball world because they have the freedom to just kind of shoot the story off in whatever direction they want to and explain it however they feel like and we kind of just have to accept it because that's the world they live in right <laughs> that's the world that this is the universe that they that this show has created but it's also throughout this conversation that we you know we, trunks asked uh, future trunks asked vegeta if he'll go with them and then boma actually says she's going to come too which honestly you know makes sense because <laughs> You know, if you remember the last time they went, the first question I asked was, what happens if that time machine gets destroyed by Goku Black again? There'll be nobody to fix it and they'll just be stuck in the future. So now I guess they're saying, well, you know, if Boma goes with them, then anything like that weird happens when they've got her there to kind of get him out of it. So it kind of it does kind of make sense to bring her to some extent. Uh, so they all squeeze into the time machine. And then they take off and we get this scene that I feel like could have been really cool, but just ended up being kind of weird. And that's where a few <laughs> little trunks flies after the ship and the ship disappears. And then he just kind of floats in midair and just screams like, good luck me. I think he was saying it's just something that was just really weird about it. And I just wonder if like that was an ex example of one of those things that uh, was something completely different was being said in the, in the Japanese version. <laughs> but they didn't know how to translate it to English, so they just had him say, good luck, me. I, mean, I don't know. It just seemed very weird. But but it was also kind of emotional because I, I like the fact that, like, they're getting him involved in this because it involves him. 
you know it involves the future version of him so it's cool that he's taking such an interest in this and i wish they would find something interesting to do with goten but i guess not i guess there's just no reason to right now so so they're all kind of crammed into the spaceship and then going through time um i think it's a bit of a stretch to think that they could have fit four of them in there but that's fine <laughs> they've made all these characters way skinnier for some reason than they were in dragon ball z so i guess if you look at it like that whatever uh so they arrive in the future um i wanted to mention this earlier but there's a lot of bad art in this episode not animation necessarily but like some bad art there's just some shots where like the characters just don't look right and their faces look extra fat and shit <laughs> like you know I, I i i was hoping we were kind of past that point in the series now but i guess every now and then we will get some bad stuff i mean there's a lot of good stuff here but there's also some moments that are just cringe worthy moments in here but uh so they arrive they get out uh the trunks immediately get spotted by one of the resistance fighters uh tells them that Mai has been injured so they kind of run to see what's up with Mai. of course Mai got hurt uh and then he sort of immediately gives her um he asks goku for a sensu bean um so yeah let's just waste the sensu bean on Mai. <laughs> no no i'm just kidding i i really i, I said this before i really like future Mai, and, and it's a shame like i don't know i mean we haven't even spent a lot of time with her, but she just seems really great. <laughs> like she just seems like a really cool character with an awesome voice actor. And like, there's nothing that I like about her, but you do kind of have the questions like, ah, are we really using the sensu bean in the right way here? Uh, but no. Um, so yeah, but what's weird about it. And, and it, it's, it's, it's crazy because this is something I talked about before as well. You know, it, it's, They've never shown anyone kiss on this show that I can recall, okay? And obviously this Adult Swim version of Dragon Ball Super could be edited uh, pretty heavily as far as I know compared to the Japanese version in terms of blood and everything else. And I don't know if they, they you know, Trunks does this weird thing the way he puts the sensu bean in his mouth first <laughs> and then I guess puts it in her mouth using his mouth almost like they're just trying to find some kind of an excuse a reason for them to quote unquote kiss but i don't know i mean that seemed kind of silly right because there's no practical reason why he would have done that there's no practical reason why he would have said okay let me put the sensu bean in my mouth and then put it in her mouth you know i, I don't know man if you want to kiss her just kiss her <laughs> you know like that's just kind of that was kind of stupid on part of the writers i think to do that uh because we and you might could say well it's because she was unconscious and she wouldn't be able to chew it bullshit these characters have been knocked out half dead and everything else and they would put a sensu bean in their mouth and they would still slide it down their throat just enough for it to work uh it just seems like they wanted to force some kind of romantic interaction there and i think it would have been better had they they could have found a better way to do it than having him sort of creepily <laughs> force a kiss on her now they, and then they didn't even show it. Like, I mean, they, they show their mouths getting really close to each other and then they cut right there. It's like, well, damn, what is up with this show and the fact that they don't ever show anybody kiss? And then the show themselves kind of pokes at it a little bit because Goku's like, what is that? <laughs> what, what did they just do? What, what does that mean when someone puts their mouth on someone else's mouth? 
and Vegeta's like, you don't know what it what it means to kiss somebody? Like, you have a wife and kids. And he's like, so? That doesn't mean anything. Like, you don't have to kiss in order to, I guess, procreate. And then, technically, he's right. Uh, I thought that that was funny, but it also felt kind of dumb, right? Because don't tell me that Goku's never seen anybody kiss before. You know? I mean, come on. <laughs> Come on, he hasn't seen anyone kiss before in his entire life. You know, with every universe he's been in and the afterlife and the different planets and all this kind of shit, nothing. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that happens, but I don't know. They just kind of, it seemed like they just kind of tried to force it in there as a, as a way to, I don't know, create a romantic moment between Trunks and Mai, of which they could have found a better way of doing that, I think. Now, at some point throughout all of this, of course, there was a moment where Goku Black and Zamasu sort of realized that they had returned. So they immediately sort of go and find them and uh, they can sense Zamasu and Goku Black showing up. So uh, they kind of have a meeting, a quick little showdown in the sky. And they don't really waste any time. I mean, they they talk for a second and Vegeta immediately powers up and he and, and Goku Black powers up and they just kind of start going at it, which I thought was a little weird, but. You know, once we've talked about this before, Dragon Ball Super has been yeah, so different than Z. There's none of that standing around and talking for 15 minutes type stuff <laughs> much in this series, which is both good and bad. I mean, I kind of miss it to an extent, but uh, it just depends. It depends on the situation. Since they've already fought once, I guess it's okay that they kind of just get right to it again at this point. But then they stop. <laughs> they just kind of stop for no reason to start talking. So it's like, okay, well, which one is it? You guys just both powered up and then you just fought for like 20 seconds, stopped, powered completely back down to talk again. So at this point, Goku starts saying, you know, OK, we know exactly what happened now. We know that you uh, use the Super Dragon Balls to wish for an invincible body and then you use them again to make a copy of me with Goku Black. And this is where uh, Goku Black says that's not what happened. I'm not a copy. Okay, so here's the point of the episode where we apparently find out Goku Black's identity, which we kind of, I mean, we do, but it's not like they explain much beyond that, right? Uh, so basically what is we're being told here by Goku Black, which I guess we're just supposed to assume that he's telling the truth at this point, you know? And, you know, obviously I haven't seen episode 61, so I don't know what's going to happen. But if we're just going to go by what he's saying here and take it as truth is that uh, Zamasu did make a wish, uh, but he may, he wished to switch bodies with Goku, that Goku Black's body is actually Goku's body, <laughs> it's the body of Goku. OK, but he made a wish to switch bodies with him. And so now it's and I, I left this out, but. Zamasu made a wish to, to switch bodies with Goku and now so basically we have the mind of Supreme Kai Zamasu in the body of Goku so that's what we're being told is what, what this is it's the same body he just switched and then he killed Goku right now geez I mean obviously this brings so many questions right <laughs> like so many questions Number one being, if he killed, if Zamasu is inside of Goku's body, and that's Goku Black, then who the hell is this this person that's standing next to him that looks like Zamasu, right? Like, who's that? Okay, so that's question number one. 
Question number two would be, how did he get Goku's body? In what version of all of this did he kill Goku? Because we never saw that happen, right? We never saw him switch bodies with Goku. We never saw him then kill. Because if he if he switched bodies with Goku, that would mean that Goku ended up in Zamasu's body and then was killed by Goku Black. But we never saw that, right? So uh, when would that have happened? And when... I. I I can only assume that it's going, it's something that hasn't happened yet. Like maybe it's something that happens in the future, like further down the line, because how else would he kill? Because Goku's, we know Goku's alive. <laughs> I mean, we're looking at him, right? So at what point in time does he switch bodies with Goku and then kill Goku because Goku is still here? Uh, so then that brings the question, well, maybe he did that in future Trunks' timeline, right? But Goku's been dead the whole time. So there is no Goku there in Future Trunks' timeline for Zamazu to switch bodies with. Right? So I, I, this is where, I don't know. At this point, it's hard to even speculate as to what, where this is going. Because like I said, it's a Dragon Ball world. They can create whatever thing they feel like creating. And we just kind of have to accept whatever it is, right? Because that's just the universe they've established for themselves. So it's hard to speculate and theorize on how any of this is even possible. Because we're being told that not only is Goku dead, okay? But Zamasu took his body. And then there's another Zamasu there with him. So I'm not going to even try to sit here and throw out all the possible scenarios of how this could have happened. I'm just going to wait until they tell us. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until they tell us what happened and then we can talk about it. Okay. Uh, obviously, some of you guys already know the answer to all of this because you've been watching the show. You've watched the Japanese version and uh, you guys have been very great about not spoiling anything. So I appreciate that. Okay. But if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or theories, and you haven't seen the Japanese version yet, then obviously, what are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send me a message at facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Head over there and like that page. Uh, leave me a review on iTunes. It's been a while since I've gotten one. I'm sorry it's getting a little bit difficult to sort of break some of these episodes down because it's so the plot is getting so convoluted now with all the time travel and the different versions of people and all that shit is that it's hard for me to keep up with. And if I can't really keep up with it, then it's hard for me to break it down for you guys <laughs> and explain it. But I'm sure, I hope you guys got something out of that. Uh, but right now, I'm completely in the dark as to what all of this means and where it could possibly go. I'm probably more confused than ever right now, but I'm still intrigued. So at least there's that. You know, I'm still uh, invested storyline wise into what's going on, and I'm excited to see where it goes from this point on. So I think with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night, everybody. So until next time for Rock Dragon Podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater, and I will see you next time.